Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. It's Aurelien. I'm here with Glenn and Darcy. Today, we will be discussing a, a more psychological topic, um, feeling overwhelmed. So how do we uh, handle this in our business, in our day-to-day -day lives? Um, how do we handle that feeling? Uh, I think, so maybe I'll get started. Um, yeah, I, I think you're going to be the best at this <laughs> What? I think you're going to be the best one at this. You're, you're yeah. good at the mental stuff. That's why you're the mindful investor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So I get that feeling sometimes, you know, I have a lot of irons in the fire. And uh, the solution for me is to break it down. It's a technique I used to use um, as a teacher with my students. Um, I remember, um, you know, when they would feel overwhelmed, we would take the tasks and and break them down into smaller tasks that they could handle that they were they were more manageable and another thing i do i make a list of those smaller tasks and i assign important number and look at what is absolutely necessary to be done and then i assign the number uh, of priority depending on that and then i get it done and um, also it reminds me of the the book uh, the four disciplines of execution by uh mcshaney covey and uh, helling and um, it's 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 key to to not uh, submit to the whirlwind you know the noise and make sure that uh, you your important tasks get done uh and that you don't just give into emergency so i think if you can try to keep set aside some time in the morning where you uh, are I, I like to do it at night actually where i plan my next day i like to use focus mate and the way i use it um my first session is going to be um some uh some some stuff from a miracle morning like uh okay so meditation um walk around the block uh affirmations visualizations just some mindset stuff and then I will um, I will prepare for the next morning my first focus mate session with tasks I'm going to accomplish. So that way, you know, I wake up in the morning, I have my mindset stuff, and then I have my task ready for me, and I just plow through them. And and the thinking has already been done. I try to be um, as um, as smart as possible in the task I execute, so that. Um, you know, it's like this other this other book called The One Thing, you know, what can I do today? What's the one thing I can do today so that everything else will be unnecessary? And it's uh, it's also a, a quote by uh, Zuckerberg. You know, the thing I ask myself almost every day is, I am, am I doing the most important thing I can be doing? And uh, so trying to 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 be um, as smart as possible when I decide, okay, what is it I'm gonna do today? What will actually move the needle? And and mm -hmm. I try to to focus on that, you know. So that's you, my... like, uh, you have like a planner book that you plan your following day, right? I use actually just a Word document, uh, Google Google Doc, and uh, I put in. Uh, yeah, I have a planner, but also I strategize my focus mate session, the first two. And then um, I have a planner of tasks, just random tasks, you know, that need to get done. It's not really um, things that are um, uh, strategically decided upon. It's just uh, things that need to get done. No, so you you said some really smart stuff there, like the, the focus yeah. and not get distracted. 
because that is one of the things even for me if i want to sit down and work on my computer um i have my outlook up and it's popping off all day long and i i'm looking i'm literally working on something and i will click on that outlook and check stuff and uh, my wife was saying why don't you leave your phone outside of the room turn off outlook work on a task finish a task um just because to get to be more efficient right all this stuff we don't want to put more time in and it, it does distract you and i just got back from vacation and i was gone for eight days and i checked my phone really on the friday which because i had a property closing and then one other time during the thing and i realized these the things that i thought i needed to check my phone for 12 times or 40 times a day um there wasn't no, nothing. The fires weren't big enough that I actually needed to do this, uh, that that were crushing, right? Like, and a lot of times I had other people on the chat, and if I wasn't there, someone else could come up with a solution. And I, by leaving people and empowering people, they can make decisions just as good as I can. And mm. I looked at the what happened in the thread, and I'm like, it was just as good as if I was there. It, yeah. I didn't. I'm making myself a bottleneck. I don't need to be doing these things. Mm. I think we're that's more about efficiency. Um, but yeah, for me feeling overwhelmed, it was the exact same process. I felt that Ari was saying, I'm like, man, you're gonna steal all my bits. <laughs> but um, breaking stuff into smaller pieces is was a big thing. And what can I control and what can't I control? Because whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed, it's usually something big, something has happened. And what you do, like you, you delegate your parts and you figure out what you're in charge of and then you can make a list of what you're in charge of and then the other stuff you can get rid of off your plate and if you aren't in charge of it all you're in charge of is the follow-up then there's no sense in getting worried about it because there's nothing you can do and it's the one thing i repeat to myself there's nothing else i can do about it it's in their hands all i can do is follow up and like we say in a lot of the shows you don't want to micromanage these people. You want to leave them to their thing, maybe put it in your calendar to follow up at certain times, but that's all you can do. And there's no sense getting overwhelmed over this. And it's the easiest thing to say, but it's so hard to let it go because <laughs> it's important to you. And that's why you're feeling overwhelmed. Um, but if I can set it down, work on my list, break my list into what I'm going to do, exactly what Ari said, prioritize it, start from the most important, take the other stuff that isn't important from other projects and other tasks and throw it to the side, focus on what needs to get done. And then your mind can go back to being less overwhelmed. So yeah. you're back to focus on what you were doing right? and, and, and focus on other things. Now, like you can say, I've done my part. Now I can take it off the list or I can leave it as a follow-up market to follow up. And that's it. Well, I think it's important to understand what happens when you're um, overwhelmed. When we talk about how you're feeling overwhelmed, um, it's an emotional response, but it's a physiological response to the emotions that are going on. Um, we pretend that we're not emotional, but everybody has hopes and expectations. And even if your hopes are, you just want a calm day and it gets blown up by some problem on a, on a job site. Um, even, you know, the best, most disciplined people will have a surge of cortisol from some stressor. Now, ones that are super disciplined have methods like Ari to deal with that. But many of us aren't trained in controlling our emotions. We pretend we don't have emotions. And if many of you are raised like I, you don't have emotions. They don't get in the way of your rational thinking. But the truth is, you get a burst of cortisol. It blitzes your prefrontal cortex and you are helpless 
It is actually like being damaged, like being punched in the forehead. If you get a stressor, it suspends your better thinking for at least a period of time while it's on. So if you get mad, upset, uh, stressed, you're actually having a strong emotional uh, uh, response to a stimuli. Your body works this way. You're designed this way so that you run from tigers. Um, you know, it keeps you alive, that you pick up your children on the way and you carry them and in heroic feats, you run up a tree or something and stay away from the tigers. That's how we're designed. Um, in this case, you know, it's just a, a leaky pipe, a, you know, a flashing that's come undone and you've got a roof leak into someone's bathroom and they phoned you at 930 at night and they want it fixed immediately or house they're taking you to court. Pardon? <laughs> house that burnt down. <laughs> yeah, or house that burnt down. All these things are massive stressors. And to pretend that you don't have a physiological response is not paying attention to the science. So, you know, Ari's given a, a couple of really good examples of, you know, how you can control that. You've got to slow that down because your first response is not your best response. You're, you're responding out of what is actually not, I'm not exaggerating, brain damage. When cortisol just floods your prefrontal cortex, you cannot think. The only thing you could do is punch or run. And if those things work in that situation, good. You've got the right response, but that rarely is the right response anymore. There's few things that are fixed by running or punching and certainly not in our business. So, you know, keep that for when you need it. Like when your wallet gets stolen and you, your wife is assaulted, save the punch for that. The rest of the time, you're going to have to manage your emotions. Um, and then when you're flooded like this, you just got to slow this down. So don't lose your crap. It's more, there's other ways of saying that, but what you have first to do is just stop this. Take a breath, catch your breath, think about it and slow your heart rate. And even if you just have to check out for 30 seconds and just start breathing, your brain will be, will slow down. The cortisol will, will dissipate and you'll be able to start thinking and engaging your higher functions. It only takes 30 seconds to a minute to do this. There is no urgency. There's very few problems that have to be solved in 30 seconds. If you're the manager, by the time it gets to you, it's been happening for an hour another minute is not going to change the circumstances, right? They, we don't have one of those doomsday clocks running like in a MacGyver episode that's 30 seconds away from zero and a bomb's going to go off. None of us are in that industry. There's probably some guys that are, but we're not. So nothing takes more than a minute that you'd need to control your emotions and just not lose your crap. Don't start shouting. Don't, don't go crazy on your people and alienate them. Nobody's so you mentioned breathing. Does that like uh, change anything with the cortisone? Oh, is totally. That... Totally. It dissipates all of that. You control your breath. This is the mindful investor. What am I telling Ari this? You control <laughs> your breath. You control your body. Yeah, exactly. You can, if you can control your breath, like when you're doing something, it's stressful. If you can just control your breath. You know, that shallow feeling, that shallow breathing when you're confronting someone or you're saying something, um, you know, so terribly important or scary and your breath gets short and you're making a, you're making a, a toast at your best friend's wedding or you're asking your wife to marry you and you just can't catch a breath and you can't remember your lines and you say stupid stuff like I'm going to marry you and I want to get mortgage for the rest of my life. Um, no, that's not stupid. But I mean, it, it does just take a breath. Just check out for a minute. And take a breath. Say, I need to think about this. Give me a minute. I think I need to learn more breathing exercise. I have one when I go to bed, like that will slow my heart rate down to go to sleep. Yep. But yep. I, I think there's probably some techniques I could do during the day too. Totally. It's foundational to living. Get your breathing right. You actually live longer and you actually live better. But, you know, do we, you know, I'm still trying to learn that. I'm not that mindful. Uh, so my thing is uh, just slow it all down. There is no rush. And there's an expectation that you're going to solve a problem. Rarely does that happen. You 
together start solving problems. And when you are overwhelmed, take the emotions out of it, start breathing, start thinking. Um, do, and as Ari says, you know, do what needs to be done. It's often clear what needs to be done first. First, do no harm, right? So if someone's in danger, remove people from danger, secure the asset, keep people from danger, move people back, clear the area. Um, uh, the head of uh, Charles, Charles Kettering's favorite, famous um, uh, quote, he was the head of innovation for General Motors. He said that a problem well stated is already half solved. So sit down and figure out what the problem actually is. It's not what people are screaming about. What is the real problem? And define the problem. So you're saying this? No, 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 I don't understand. Tell me, this is a problem? Clarify what the problem is and make it out loud. Say it out loud so you can hear it, that it doesn't sound crazy to you and everyone around and get confirmation that that's exactly the problem that you're solving. Because sometimes you go off half cocked and you start solving a problem that's not really a problem. That's not the real issue. And you haven't listened because your prefrontal cortex is totally flooded and you just want to punch something, right? So solve the, you know, define the problem, stop, define the problem, figure out what the actual problem is, and then start working on the edges of that. A knot's not solved of a big snarl of fishing line in a reel isn't solved by going into the middle of it. You start at the edges and you start picking at it and pulling it apart and separating it to find until you find that real snag that's a double loop that's caught itself around your tensioner, which happens all the time. Um, and then, you know, that's start, start thinking, engage your higher level stuff and start thinking about the problem. Um, few problems are solved immediately, not any ones that are worthwhile. You know, the problem of what you're gonna have for lunch is an immediate problem. And that can be solved with a split second decision. But the ones that they engage us in are never easy problems. They're never solved immediately. They're a process. So start the process, chip away from the edges, find the process, find the problem, start chipping away at it. And that will calm your stress. It'll give you something to do rather than go crazy and worry. And once your mind's working on a problem, just let it work. You're smart. Uh, we're very clever and we solve most problems. So, you know, the solution is usually at hand. You just have to define it better. I mean, I mean, this is a famous quote. Also, I'll throw at you from Einstein. You've probably heard it. But if you had an hour, he said, if you had an hour to save the earth, he spend the first 55 minutes thinking about the problem and only the last five minutes saving the earth. He's a pretty smart guy. Um, that's mostly what you do. Slow it down and start thinking and, um, you know, solve the problem that way. Uh, that's, that's, how he, that's the best way I have for handling stress. I, but uh, I'm an emotional guy. Um, and I have high expectations so often I'll get mostly engaged before my brain is. And this is a lesson for me. This is what I'm trying to learn. Awesome. Okay. Well, I think we crushed it. <laughs> we crushed it. We got some helpful tips for the feeling of being overwhelmed. And I think, you know, last, uh, I refer to other episodes where we've talked about systems because uh, that's a good way, you know, when you have established systems, when you feel overwhelmed, you know, it might be the opportunity for you to, to reflect and, and come up with a system to, um, if it's something that's going to be uh, happening again, then, you know, it might be worth uh, reflecting, like Darcy was saying, and uh, spending those 55 minutes and then come up with a system to, to implement and uh, mm -hmm. that way, you know, you're, you're safe for the next time. Yeah, Mark. I could uh... I could offer that I do, uh, a friend of mine, my friend Jason Hominick, a, a banker and broker out here in Vancouver, um, uh, put me in touch with or signed or recommended 
uh, Darren Hardy's program. Now it's rough. He's relentless, but his Sunday, Sunday night uh, planning uh, sheet, uh, course, it's a small little module within his stuff that he offers, um, has been really helpful for me on Sunday nights. Like you guys, I, he says, you only have three domains that you can be useful in more than that. You can't do it. You just can't cover that many bases. So what are the three things that are important to you? Well, for me, um, and he recommends, he says, one of them has to be you. So of the three, two, are, two are only available. Cause number one is you got to take care of yourself. Otherwise you don't last. So you can't help anyone else in any other domain. So number one of the three things is how do you take care of you this week? So even his little form is fill in number one, what are you going to do for yourself to make sure that you survive this week and thrive and are your best self? Number two, what else does it matters to you? Well, for most of us, it's our loved ones, our friends and family and our wives and children. So that's two out of the three spots. So what's left? Pretty much your reason for being here. If it's uh, real estate investing or taking care of your tenants or building your business, that's number three. You shouldn't be in anymore. You can't be effective. Now you might dabble in some of those things, but they are not core to you. So he says, you got three things. And the fourth thing that he offers is, what are the things that you should not be doing? He calls it the devil's vortex. That is hell. That is putting yourself in jail. What are the things that you should stay out of? If you have things that are just toxic and are killing you and not good for your business, your life, or your family, stay out of them. Identify what they are. And whenever they come up, turn away. Don't get engaged. So if it's like, Vain disputations, as the Bible said, fighting and arguing over uh, personal rights and freedoms and whatever that's happening in protests. If that sets you off and makes you crazy, don't get involved. If it's a family dispute with your brother-in-law or your sister-in-law or stuff, don't get involved. If there's no win in that and it can't help you, don't get involved. Whatever the devil's vortex is, he says, stay out of that. It's actually good advice because, you know, I want to help everywhere. And my you know, for me, every Sunday night, I look at what am I, what's important? What am I going to do to keep myself alive this week? What am I going to do for my loved ones? And how am I going to attend to my business responsibilities? Beyond that, I've got from the leftover, the excess of my cup, I'm able to help others. But generally, I try to stay in those three domains. And that's my best discipline for not being too overwhelmed. And I'm guessing the business stuff, it's not like a checklist. It's not like a list of things to do. No, I'll change it up from week to week, but some of them are overarching goals. Like, you know, we're trying to improve our um, internal processes for employees. We're trying to build okay. a management so working company. Towards a goal. Yeah. So I'll have a couple of specific things in there this week, but they're under an umbrella of, you know, big projects that we're working on. It's not specific, like finish the bathroom in 309. I got people doing that. That should be on their checklist. Yeah. So for me, it's refinance uh, Oak Manor. It's fine financing and close on Spruce Haven right now. So those are the two of the three things that are sitting on that list right now. And the fourth one is taxes, tax prep for all the corporations and limited partnerships. That's um, the first push is out. Now I got to get the meetings with the accountants and confirm details and get the reports out to everyone. And for my U.S. investors, get their stuff at the front of the list so they can get their taxes done. So that's my first three this week. So yeah, that helps put structure to my day so I don't get caught up in the devil's vortex, which tends to be overwhelming. I think I need to start doing that every every Sunday. So lots of these little tips, even on the show. I'm like, I need to start sitting down and yeah, um, yeah. Darren Hardy stuff is really good. I just started calling him my my Sunday night bully though, because he's relentless. If you sign up for his daily thing, it comes at six a.m. Pacific, and he just hammers you with relentless performance and being amazing. And ah, oh, man, for a perfectionist, that's hard. That's hard. I could la I last about three years and I just 
I just couldn't take it anymore. But others maybe may have a higher tolerance, but he's good. It's just too much, too much for me. It's good for short periods, maybe. All right. Fantastic. Okay, well, hopefully uh, you, get, you got some value out of the today's episode. Uh, we certainly did, and uh, we hope to see you in our next next show. And if you want uh, us to cover a question or a topic, feel free to email us at advanced rei talk advanced rei talk at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone.